let's crack open a beer and share some thoughts. Yeah, Irish people still want 500 500ml bottle. Oh, is that yeah. still the standard? Yeah. Yeah. So that's quite interesting, isn't it? Yeah. There is a few that are out there doing 330ml, like 8 degrees. Um, McGargles do both now. They they used to do 330s only, but they do 500s now as well. It just seems to be the value concept that people think, oh, I'm paying three quid for a 330ml bottle. Or, so does that mean they're okay with 330 cans? But if it's bottled, it should be 500s. Because um, cans are always, always 330s, aren't they? Cans are always 330, yeah. But generally, the cans will be... You'd find main, in the main that they'd be higher ABV. Unless, like, it's, say, Rollover, which is a Session IPA, or maybe Little Farm by White Hag. Most canned product here is of the higher ABV okay. level. So people would be okay it's with it. to work out the value then, won't yeah, they? Yeah, whereas if they're kind of... Like, I know the lads in Yellow Belly have the option to do 500ml cans as well. Oh, they can switch on, with their canning line. On, the, on their canning line, and it's not like having to reconstruct the whole thing. They can actually just press a button and it changes. Spend to, a bit of money with them. Yeah, yeah, and I think they're planning to contract it as well, so if people want to can the beer, they can just send it down and they'll can it for them. That's good. Yeah. It'll help pay for itself. So. Yeah. We were talking about the 500ml bottles last night as well. I struggle nearly to drink a whole 500ml bottle by myself. See, I suppose them. it's my drinking habits have changed quite a lot. I still love to s- destroy a pint, a pint if it's got that mm. smashability factor. Yeah. Like we were down in Yellow Belly yesterday and drinking pints of Citra Pale Ale and that Forever IPA, the New New Zealand. And I actually did mm. got an Ice Man paw just for you, Steve, because I know oh, you love that that's shit. That's what. <laughs> 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 and it was just like that kind of smashability I love but like when you're kind of drinking that's maybe a bit heavier like bit more bitter or like really thick like a big stout I don't mind splitting a 500ml bottle or having a half or whatever mm. so it just means I can enjoy more beers I suppose I think I think sometimes 500ml is too much but yeah. that there is definitely in the UK now because we've seen just this week Weirdbeard have announced that they're no longer producing 500ml bottles and yeah. they're purely going down to 330 mils now, apart from specials that they'll still put in 660 mil bombers. Yeah. So there there are, and you know, recently Thornbridge did that as well. They moved down from yeah. their big bottles to little bottles. And, and they're all basically citing that actually that's what the market wants. They want the smaller bottles because you can get them in the fridge and, you know, you can hold them. And I can understand it definitely in fridges and bars. Yeah. Because if you look in the fridge and the bar, they, you can fit in at maybe 12 rather than 8 straight yeah. away and it can go deeper as well yeah. like mm-hmm. you could probably fit a case of beer on a shelf of a proper pub fridge you know you might have your like 12 bottles of 330ml punk IPA for example across and there might be 3 or 4 deep maybe yeah. 5 deep you in the fridge it. I don't mind the new McGargles beer the little little banging 500ml yeah like it's I could drink that by myself but com- the comes other, back to smashability the bigger, having the tried that brother, last night I'd want 500ml with the, that but the bigger, the bigger version mm. of that double banging I was struggling with yeah, that 500 no, I could still do 500 of that as well. They were both so drinkable. <laughs> yes, yeah. everything's so drinkable that? when you're yeah. at that point of the evening yeah. when... Pay it barely. <laughs> dirty <laughs> chicken is looking like an imminent choice in the next three minutes. You know, it's anything at that stage will yeah. do, you know. Oh, that was very drinkable. But yeah. we, did the, we did the double banging and then went down to the 
little. Really? Yeah. yeah. yeah really. I normally start high and go low and then come but back But he was, um, and we were a bit unsure, but he, Alan? Yep. It was very confident we would still enjoy it even when we were dropping down about 5%, wow. and he was right. Yeah, still yeah the flavour profile is very sphere. different yeah. as well. Yeah. But it had a great body for a 3.8% yeah, beer. that's the thing. It's incredible for a 3.8%. Like, I, 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 I was, when I was tasting it last Tuesday in the brewery, I was like, how did you get the body like that? Because when Rollover first came out, it was great, but it was a little bit thin. And then the same head brewer, and I think it was actually one of the other brewers in the team that actually did the recipe for Little Banging. And they obviously worked on it to make sure the body is really good, but there's an amazing tropical flavor profile in it. Yeah, I know, it's brilliant. And, and you're right, it wasn't it wasn't that thin mouthfeel to it either. Mm. Really held it. Mm -hmm. uh, no, they were, they, they were really good, actually. Very passionate bloke. Very oh, passionate. It's crazy, but I love him. Lo lovely that he gave up time to chat to us as yeah. well, mm. which, is, which is a nice thing. Yeah. But we can come on to that later on when we talk about great things about beer festivals. Uh, of course. Because um, as people would have guessed by now, it's not just me and you this week. No. It's, no. Uh, we, we are joined uh, by we're Mr. and Mrs. Beersnow. We're not affecting our Irish accents then. <laughs> no, absolutely not. So, so Wayne and Janice. I have an Irish accent now. <laughs> yeah. Wayne and Janice are I here from the, uh, from the Irish Beersnows yeah. on our crossover collaboration podcasts where we're going to be chatting about beer festivals. Yeah, it's and been way too long, guys. Yeah, it's... Yes. Uh, Somewhere in the world, a baby has been born with six 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 on its skull. This is a, this an act of together. this is act of the ages. Well, like, then, all no. we need is some atmospheric weather outside, and we're there. Well, but we had that yesterday. We, yeah, we've we've done. Done. <laughs> We've done stuff before, but that was all online, wasn't it? So that that was we you skyped in, and you yeah. know we've we've sat around your breakfast oh, table, yes. and we've we've yeah. done like post yeah. session interviews. But this is the first time we've actually ever yeah. really sat down and. Yeah, I did the Irish Berry chats with you yeah. earlier, late, late last year was it? We did December, yeah, yeah, December, yeah. Mm. Um, so it's I love getting to, like beer for me. It's all about getting to meet people, and when you get to do things you enjoy with your friends, then that's even better, isn't it? And, 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 and yeah, and, and I've got him on record saying that now. Yeah, He's actually friends. enjoying being with me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't so ever there. I, I didn't mention <laughs> you. What were you saying earlier on? <laughs> I didn't mention you specifically by name, Steve. And oh, right, there, okay. there, there better be a disclaimer at the bottom of your show notes. <laughs> just, 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 just to clarify. Just a suggestion that we're in the same room together. <laughs> didn't I we actually just both say we couldn't wait to see Martin? <laughs> oh, all right, fair oh, enough. Steve. Should, should I just Steve, go? Get, uh, give me a hug. Oh, Steve. <laughs> I, I don't because I'm probably, I, I've, I've been a right everything. spiller recently yeah. did, and did, I, everything would go if I Did we make that a hashtag, past Steve, at one stage? Yeah. Uh, I, th I think there was one... It was uh, definitely at hashtag yeah. receive. Struggling after. <laughs> was it? Wasn't it during Indie Man when I, I wasn't happy with anything? Yeah, you you were, you were kind of like a five year old having a tantrum at certain things. It was actually quite funny to watch. Um, like it's kind of like the emoji roller coaster as well. That's yeah. always hilarious to watch. I love the emoji. I, 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 I am disappointed. I missed it last night. <laughs> Well, yeah. But I'd... there's plenty of opportunity tonight and tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If they yeah. can fit us into their busy Oh, yeah, that's true. Course. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> well, well, you're here now, aren't yeah, you? Yes. So, so make the most make, of make, it. Make, 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 the, make the most of the time now. <laughs> so we're... Um, where are we, Steve? Where are we? We are in the Dublin Convention Centre um, for Alltech Brews, which is a craft beer and food festival mm -hmm. um, that's run by uh, Alltech, who are... Actually, a agri-science company. Yeah. So they specialize in this is here comes the science bit like L'Oreal. <laughs> they specialize in like um, feed for cattle, um, a lot of equine, horse-related um, food stuffs as well. But their their founder 
Um, his his heritage goes back to brewing, and I suppose like his his development of the company is based on yeast and how that's been used to develop. And he decided let's have a beer festival, and yeah. I think was it now it's Lovely fourth year, well, fifth year. Is it its fourth year now? 2012 was the first one. 2013 maybe. Yeah, it was 2013. So they have been improving it each year. They've they always look after the likes of ourselves really really well. Um, note to any other beer fest. Essentially. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I, I'm going to agree with that straight away because the team here that look after the media side of things do really look after you yeah. uh, as well and they've made it possible for us to actually yes. have a room here today and sit here and record and yeah, we've got beer as well mm. from them so yeah but even to like, have that little bit of space where you can you know like you're here for a festival obviously you're always going to want to be down there but it's nice to have that bit of space where you can just have a breather and say, yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's nice. It's a big area. It's a big area downstairs, anyway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah it's huge. massive. Like this whole, this this whole convention center is huge. There's five levels, I think. Like I've I've never been above this level really, but the the size of the conferences enough. they have here are, are just huge. Um, and it's a really modern venue. It's a purpose-built convention venue. So mm-hmm. whereas other venues are kind of older, large spaces, and while they have their charm, they are sometimes a bit rough and ready. And I think. While some people will kind of think this is a bit corporate and a bit polished, I do like my comfort mm-hmm. as well. Like at the same time, I'm not an 18 year old roughing it. I'm like, I want to be able to kind of, have, as we have the breakout media room, you can go up and take 10 minutes, have a cup of tea if you want, have a sleep if you're miles. Even that bit outside. So if you're, you've got the main festival, but it's still that bit outside as Where well. Where the yeah. Yeah. yeah, there's still a bit of space, isn't there? Yeah, and it's really bright yeah. as well. They only did that for the first time though last year because yeah. they didn't have that the previous year. Yeah, so they've kind of looked at ways and based on feedback they've gotten yeah. about how they can make it better. Like they've even increased from the few photos I saw online yesterday, like the amount of seating in the actual exhibition space. Like I think a couple of years ago you were literally tripping over people yeah. that were just sitting yeah. anywhere to watch oh, the rugby. Okay. So they've like deliberately put in like maybe massive bean bags and kind of small low level benches and things. So they they do take on board feedback. Like every year we'll you'll probably get an email yourself um saying let us know your thoughts, anything you think we can do differently. And there's That's so an, important though, isn't it? To, yeah. To, to actually listen to your customers and, and, and to make changes based on yeah, what they're exactly. suggesting. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it. Like yeah, Again, a thing other festivals could learn festival. from. Yeah, you know? yeah, and and that's that's generally the theme of what we're going to be chatting about over these two podcasts as well. Yeah. It's it's going to be about beer festivals and you, you know the good things, the bad things, what our expectations are, what the reality is, what 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 experiences we've had at beer festivals around the world as well. Because I think between the four of us, we've got some quite some experiences yeah, of, we've done of a few, beer festivals in in a, in a number of places. Um, so should we jump? We'll jump straight into that yeah. and, and start discussing that. So we, we put out the standard polls asking people some questions. Opinions, 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 opinions. We asked what the best thing about beer festivals is and what the worst thing about beer festivals is. Mm-hmm. Unsurprisingly, got more people vote and comment on the worst things. Mm. <laughs> yeah. That's right there. Shock. TripAdvisor. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ask Twitter to tell you something wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and they did. Uh, yeah. Um, uh, but we, we, we had some decent responses across the both of them. So I, I reckon if we have a look at, uh, we'll talk about some of the good things. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I think most of the discussion points are going to come around. What, what's the worst thing? What it are we. Grinds doing? your gears. Yeah. 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 So um, 
Best thing about beer festivals, uh, 74% of the people that voted uh, voted for the range of beers being the, being the best thing uh, about a beer festival. Um, before we go into some of the comments, is that something on, on the whole that we all agree with? Is, is that one of the things that you look for the most about a beer festival? Well, yeah, because why else would you go to a beer festival then? Yeah, I'd agree. I think it's the beer first. Everything yeah. else you want, you still want it to be a good venue, like, you know, Wayne was saying you still want to be a bit of creature comfort, maybe, whatever mm-hmm. it might be. Meet, meeting up with people and meeting new people, great. But the beer was crap. Or there was no choice. Exactly. <laughs> the Heineken Beer Festival. Yeah. Here's, here's <laughs> Heineken three different ways. You could just go to, you could just go to your, your, your local pub and do yep. that rather than coming to the Beer Festival. Yep. I, I, yeah, I mean, I, I've, I've, I've voted for that one. Okay. And I think a couple of the people commented on, on, on that as well. So Miles Lambert, um, great friend of all of us. Yeah. Uh, always takes the time to, to, to comment. Said and, to say hi, by the way. Yeah. Oh, such a gem. And, and knowing that he'll be listening to it, I've just got to say that I did walk past his sofa of shame and, <laughs> <laughs> from last year. Miles, I've and, never seen the sofa of shame. <laughs> and, and it does, it is missing a Miles-shaped lump on, on it this, yeah. this year. But, well, at least, um, still, at least he was reunited with his suitcase. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I'd completely forgot that he lost his suitcase yeah. as well. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Miles said, uh, it's the range of beers that draws us in with, with the potential, uh, but the people there can really make it a brilliant experience. And and again, yeah. I think that's something we'll, we'll probably all agree with. That. Yeah. I, I'm not going to turn it into a negative because it's not, but the one thing that kind of annoys me about that range of beers thing is the kind of the ticker mentality then comes in sometimes. You, you, do, you, do, you can see them before you're near them you know who they are and you're like they're, they're literally maybe going through everything and you see them heads buried in phones doing untapped or whatever I think it is the most important thing is the beer obviously There's nothing wrong with untapped I didn't say there was <laughs> 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 I, I didn't say there was anything but I, I suppose why you might have just said us to it yeah, <laughs> yeah. you two have that's because I was giving out to you earlier on. Yeah, you were giving out to me for oh, well, tapping into Untapped and I, stuff. But I, was, I had to do it all this morning because I had to build my list from Steve's list and other people's lists. <laughs> yeah, like I, I'm the same. I did a few Untapped check-ins from yesterday today because I just didn't want to be doing it yesterday. But I think I'd agree with all of that. Like definitely the venue is an important consideration, but it is the beer first and foremost. It's a real bonus if you get to meet good people there while you're there. Yeah. yeah. And if it's a big beer festival like All Tech is, or even the RDS in September, if you're with somebody that you don't like, you can lose them. I like, like oh, yeah. finding a different. Yeah. I like that. Yeah, we'll yeah. bear that in mind later when we get lost. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> wow. Where's Janice? Yeah. No, but I need to. I, I, should, I knew you should have brought that aloe vera. No, no, plant. no, because if you're not with me, one of those have to be with me. Who's going to hold my beer? Fucking <laughs> charming, that is. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing she was missing at Indie Man was a throne. <laughs> and I reckon Tracy likes her well enough that if she said, I want a, a seat in a prominent position somewhere, <laughs> she'd make it happen. up on the stage. Queen Janice. <laughs> but yeah, we had some other comments, didn't we? So Bob Maxfield, at Bob Maxfield, used to be about the beer, but now I'm getting over my FOMO. It's about the people and giving them fudge. Yes. And the fudge was fantastic. And we all experienced Bob's fudge. Yeah. Uh, and fudge uh, is not a know. euphemism. Yeah, yeah, no, this is, this is actual, this is actual sweet, so it's all great. Just in case. Yeah, let's, let's just clarify that yeah. point. Yeah. yeah. Good, good, so good that, point. That's the second disclaimer going on the show now. Yeah. I'm only about 10 minutes in. Yeah. So, Lil and Brew, always the beer first and foremost. You're bound to meet good people anyway. 
a Spearfest after all, yeah. 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 Michael Alley, I also like the fact that you can meet people from the breweries and hear directly from them about their beer, which is what we experienced last night. And that's that, that's great. Yeah, I think I think the, the when when you go to festivals where you've actually got the brewers pouring the beer rather than they've they've just sent their sales team yeah. down or they've just got some volunteers in to pour their beer, it's it's great that they actually take the time to stop and chat to you, and that's what we had last night. Yeah, we night. had that some really good experience with a couple yeah. of people. So Trouble Brewing and the Gargles were very much wanting to talk to us about their everything yeah. didn't matter what did it and it was again get, great to meet the people beyond the beers as echoed by Cowboy Drinks Craft yeah so, so that's that's kind of the good list yeah we've done uh, the good list already yeah Short well podcast. it was just just because there's, there's only five comments and they're all very similar because most people really wanted to get involved in what, what the worst thing is you know what, if, I wonder on the poll if we'd had all three as the fourth option well a few people said that whether all that of the above plus whether that would have uh, yeah Brought down the range of beers score and put the all, all of the above. Maybe, but it is the com- it it's, too the, easy for people. it's the combination of things <laughs> that that make the beer festivals enjoyable. Like it's the company you keep while you're there. The beer, yeah. like some of my favourite beers are my favourites because they're related to a memory for me. Like yeah. you know, like it for me. It's I don't want to sound all airy fairy saying it, but. There are times when you think you have a beer that you've not had in a while and the first time you had it was in a certain scenario and you're like, oh man, it brings you back to a good time. Yeah. And I think that's really cannot be un- overstated in that sense. For, that's for me personally anyway. I'd agree with that. It's it's the same, and I know you said about the ticking, but sometimes when you check in a beer, also you're, how you feel about the beer, it's, it's the perception as well, isn't it? About where you are, who you're with, having mm-hmm. a good time. Yeah. It's the positive yeah. positivity that you might bring Makes yeah. you think differently about it. Yeah, like it's. I find that sometimes if you're having a, sh- a crap day and you sit down and you drink a beer that you know you've enjoyed, and then you just start maybe picking holes in it, and you're yeah. like, oh, for fuck's sake, I wish they didn't do that. And, you know, it, it really, your frame of mind at the time does highly influence your rating of a beer and your enjoyment about the beer itself, then as well. Well, I can't actually wait to go and have a couple of beers with you two with at some of our favourite breweries. Like, that just makes it for me. Mm. Yeah, so now, that, now that's that's going to be really interesting because obviously we was here last night and we went around just trying beers that had, had the letters I P and A in them, yeah. like mostly. Yeah, but the, it was the fairly fact, random. Yeah, but the fact that you guys obviously have much more knowledge uh, about the breweries and the beers downstairs, it's we're quite lucky in in that respect that you'll be able to say right, you really need to try this because yeah. it's it's a good example of that beer. <clears throat> I can't wait. Yeah, we, we, just yeah. we were definitely secret. randomly picking out. Where's there's, where's there's no queue? Yeah. <laughs> where's the shortest queue? Where's the queues? 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 Yeah. Brute Dog and Stone had queues. Not oh, really. Well, mm. no, I don't say queues, but they had, they had, a, they had a lot. Big like Brute Dog and Stone would attract like a certain type of beer fan, um, shall we say? Um, and <laughs> you know, some I, I, I like I like finding the untold story sometimes. Yeah, yeah um, the because um, I'd already seen the. Um, the, the White Hagen who, who's it again they did it Kinniger yeah. and um, I'd seen that and thought well, that sounds really good I would, that one was probably the only one I actually hunted out actively well mm. th- and the only other recommendation that we got was from your man at McGargles who said you need to go and try the beer from is it Hope oh the yes brewery? that's the club I want to the club oatmeal. I want to go for oh the Oatmeal IPA the yeah. collab with Yellow Belly no 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 this oh. is a different beer this is yeah. but that's on one of well. the limited editions yeah. we had the yeah. Unto the Breach Pineapple double IPA last night down in Wexford. But no, we, 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 we went on 
two recommendations, one advertised on Twitter and the one from um, Alan. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I'm um, looking forward to trying out the new brewery, um, Lock Gill. Yeah, like, that's the thing. You sometimes, in a festival, you see a, a sea change or people start here. It's like a whisper. Oh, you have to try that. You have to try that. You have to try that. And that sometimes is... Um, is sometimes you know really interesting because you'll have a beer come on and maybe it's not been hyped before and it's just the word of mouth in the festival i've yeah. seen that happen here a couple of times where i might come in and i'm like oh is anyone recommending anything and like that you might get a recommendation mm. and you think oh geez i must give that a go and then you're hearing then later on loads of people going jesus did you hear about that beer and you know really get in and try it so especially with social media as well because someone might go on social media and so this beer is fantastic yeah. at the festival yeah. and if you're on there then all of a sudden you're like well i need to go and find that now yeah, yeah where is it the one that's another one that i'm really looking forward to is the rascals one that they did with idlewild strawberry milkshake yep. yeah the strawberry milkshake night, was it good it it's good and it it does everything mm. that it says on the tin but i couldn't have drunk more than half a pint of it uh, yeah, see that yeah. it's very, it's very, very sweet, sweet. Yeah. very, very cloying, but in a good way because it literally ticks all of the boxes. Oh, it, it tastes yeah. like strawberry milkshake. Because I tasted the passion, they did a prototype batch of it with passion fruit, mm. and I thought passion fruit was a really good fruit ingredient to use in the beer, but it didn't have a cloying sweetness. It just had a kind of, you know, passion fruit can be quite zingy. Yeah, yeah. it kind of had that almost kind of nearly sour but it was really nice but it wasn't sour because it was actually just the passion fruit flavor mm. okay but no it's done done really well yeah um so it's probably good i mean it's probably good to start talking about some of these other things that we've got on the list of things we want to talk about and rather than just going through the list of the worst thing about beer festivals i, I think some of that will come up as part of the discussion yeah. and anyway so first thing i want to talk about is are they the best place to try new beers are, are beer festivals the best place to try a range of new beers? Mm. No, not always. Why is that? Um, well, I think sometimes it can all feel a bit rushed. Like you might you, you might be getting a beer and you want to find out a little bit about it before you taste it and then the, the person behind the stand is like, oh, geez, I need to start the guy behind you. Or, there could be a crowd of people trying to move you out of the way so you're not blocking the way. Glassware, serving temperature. You know, yeah. there'd be a number of factors for me. Like you, you would maybe hope that if you say we're trying it from, or someone gave you a bottle, and they, they might go here, look, this is a new beer. And I know a bottle can be very different to draft, but they might say, you look, you serve that off the shelf, and you'll get X, Y, and Z. Or if you have it cold, or it'd be like this. I think it is usually the way you will try more new beers but it's not always necessarily the best way to try new beers well, well that's the, the top response on the poll in in terms of the worst thing was we we gave people the option of badly prepared beer and and that was the one that came out on top so 35 percent of the people ended up voting for that now specifically worded it that way because obviously probably not so much over here because you don't have cask Beer, beer. Yeah. And, yeah. and obviously we... And I think that's a large part of yeah. the turnout on that thing because going back to what Wayne was saying, for me, yeah, you it can be hit and miss, but more so with a cask beer festival that the beer isn't quite ready or it's been rushed out by the brewery because they're promised they're going to have something in, whatever it might be. And I reckon the 35% is, is a lot that is based on people's experience of cask mm -hmm. beer, beer yeah. festivals because I've, mm -hmm. until very recently, I've 
it's changed a little bit, but I think the cast beer festivals especially can be some of the worst places to try cast beer. If, if, that's, your, if that's your introduction yes. to, to, yeah. to, 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 to beer or the beer environment. Buildings, the, the, well-meaning and the well-meaning volunteers may not always have the skills yeah. to look after the beer, know when to tap it, everything else that goes, it know goes into it. Know when to take it off. Yeah, yep. goes into it, may not quite have the skill mm-hmm. set there. Um, and sometimes I just think that you, you do get rushed beers. They're, not, they're just not quite formed. We've also got, you know, something that we hear a lot, particularly in the UK, is, is the Great British Beer Festival is supposed to be the showcase of everything that's great about British beer. But generally the beers there are in terrible condition and despite oh, yeah. the best efforts of the staff because it's just in an environment where it's very diff- difficult to control the temperature. Olympia is a lovely building, but it's an old Victorian building. The beer festival takes place the first week of August. Mm. And it's, it's got a glass got, roof. It's got a glass roof. So with it's a greenhouse. With the best wood in the world, <laughs> it's going to be very tough. Take and about. So some of these beers have been served on a Saturday and they've been there since maybe the Monday. Yeah. So they're like ants under a magnifying glass, essentially. It's, it's At times, yeah. yes. Yeah. And I think that you could, it, the quality of some of the beers do suffer. Yeah. I think they also, there are some, because they they want to have enough beer to sell. There are some poor beers there anyway, mm-hmm. regardless of what they have or haven't done with it. Um, but I think it is just, I think logistically it must be so tough. On that I can yeah. only imagine the, uh, an event of that scale must be very hard to organise. Yeah, with a, a live product. But, mm. but then going back to a recent experience of ours, we went to the Manchester Craft, not Craft, no, Man- Manchester beer and you're just throwing in the word craft the sheer hell of it. Yeah, now. yeah, just trying to upset people. Some people just want to see the world burn. <laughs> yeah, Man- Manchester beer and cider festival dropping in sea bombs. Um, <laughs> which was, and I said this earlier when we were talking about it, actually changed my view on camera festivals because the beer was so well kept and it was so yeah. good. And you know, in a very similar space to yeah. Olympia as well, the only difference being is is that they hold it in the middle of winter. Yes. rather than mm, in the middle of yeah. summer. So Which must help. It's yeah. Ambient, ambient temperature is going to be a lot lower. You're not going to have yeah. to worry about yeah. that. Yeah, that makes sense. I think uh, yeah. you can make a room, if you needed to, for any reason, you need to up the temperature, you can up mm-hmm. it. But to make a, a place colder, unless you're just going to leave mm-hmm. the doors open overnight. <laughs> what, what, about, what about beer festivals where the, the, they've got a special release on or they've got some special beers on and it all goes on the first night? What, what, what about that? How does... It's how, bad planning. Yeah, do you think they should be rationing the beers a little bit better or bringing more well, to see it out? I, I think this comes to a, a wider thing, fear of missing out. That's the whole, yeah. Fun you know, human f- human nature now, it's not it's 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 long been prevalent in technology. Oh, I need the new iPhone or I need the new whatever. Never need the new iPhone. And it's it's now it's now like in beer that it's like you have to have this beer because it's whatever. Maybe with unicorn tears. Oh, I, don't know you have that. But I don't know why you wouldn't do it on an opening night, though. A new release. It's all part of your publicity, isn't it? it yeah, why, why would you not bring a, lo- a oh, load yeah, of it, though? Some of them don't have the quantity. I mean, the one that the, the Coniston that we tried at Manchester won Great British Beer Festival a few years ago, and it's barley wine. They simply don't, you simply don't have the quantity sometimes. No, and, and going back to Indie Man a couple of years ago, where Buxton had the first time they had their ice cream pale ale on. They put it on on Thursday night and it all went. And that was it. That was it. Done for the whole weekend. Well, you should have left some of it. I, ch- 
No, yeah. it was so good. You didn't need to lie under the tap, Steve. <laughs> again, I was bathing in it. Yeah. Um, Steve, I'm the Buxton tap again. This 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 pool is now just Buxton ice cream. <laughs> it was Steve. Yeah. It was Steve at one stage. But I so, that comes into your one of your other points, though, isn't it? About it, beer, it does. Yeah. The flip. Do beer festivals sometimes hold? some of their specials until the very end as well, like when they think they're going to get the, the big night, the Friday night, the Saturday night, that kind of thing. It's sales 101. You want to make the biggest impact, and yeah. it's a question of the timing of the impact. Like, if you had a three-day, four-day festival, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, what day is going to be the busiest? The Saturday. That would make sense to me to launch a new beer on the busiest day because you've got mass, you've got the critical mass. But you generally, if it runs out on a Saturday, you're not, you might not be too peed because... The number of people in attendance will naturally be higher, and you go, "Actually, look, I missed it." But I'll look out for it because it creates that latent. Uh, I missed that beer at that festival. I need to keep my eye out for that. But what if you are that person that had that beer, and then you can just go, "Haha, I had it. You didn't." It comes back to the farmer thing, doesn't it? It's, it comes back to fear of myself, wearing it as a badge. Uh, the issue I've got with that is. Yes, it makes absolute sense sales-wise to, to hold back big releases to the big sessions, a Friday night, Saturday, that sort of thing. But generally, at beer festivals, you find that those aren't the sessions where your real beer geeks and lovers are. They're, they're generally people that are just out on the smash, that are just looking to, to, to get pissed as quickly as possible. Yeah. And that you get all the breweries saving the best beers for people that aren't going to appreciate it, God, I'm, I'm listening to myself here and I'm yeah. sounding like such a wanker. Yep. I, I really am, but... <laughs> I know what you're saying. Um, I, 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 yeah, and I would tend to disagree that the last day is sometimes the best day because I think it just becomes mass rather than quality about the people who are t- trying it. I'm not saying that everyone goes on a Saturday because I go to beer festivals a lot, a lot on a but, Saturday. But look at what, what Cloudwater did at Indieman last year. They had the brand new dipper on all four days. Yeah. Like... That's a brand new release for that festival, but it was on all four days. But they had planned that, hadn't they? They had planned that in advance. But that comes back to my planning point. You know, what's the the point in turning up at a beer festival, one keg of beer, and you might have six or seven hundred people in attendance? Now, it's all well and good if you're only dishing out thirds, but at the same point, it's unfortunately... We see it here, you see it in the UK, no doubt, that there are people who work in the industry that maybe don't have that business now mm. that they they, they they don't think they they might just think you know what we'll bring two kegs of this beer we'll launch it on the friday night session when it's gone it's gone and that's it and we'll live off the the uplifting social media commentary and you know the people going yeah i had that beer you didn't you suck get the fuck out like you 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 should be planning if you uh anyway you should be looking at six months ahead saying well we've got this festival are we going we to do something? Coming, we yeah. know it's coming. Yeah. Let's make a special beer for it, and we'll bring a load of it with us. So, more, like, you'll surely want more people to enjoy your product than less. I agree. Yeah, there are, yeah, a, few, no, there are a few breweries doing that now. Wasn't there someone we were talking to who said they're, they're planning which festivals they're going to go to for the year? I've forgotten who it was. I know a number of Irish breweries that do it now that way. They, 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 they look and say they look at the festival calendar and go, "We'll do that one. We'll do that one. We'll do that one," and they will then plan releases around that. Which makes sense. It does, yeah. But I, I don't think there's an easy answer about when the best beers come out. Yeah, because I've, I've like, really mixed feelings on the whole thing, so I don't really know what to say. <laughs> <laughs> We've done it. We found yeah, something. Yeah. Janice doesn't know what to say. I, 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 We've I, rendered I, her speechless. <laughs> well done, lads. I have an easy life. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I, yeah, I don't think there's an easy... Opening night, you do it, it's a bit of a splash. Get people to come in because they may not have turned up. 
Mm. Get people talking about it and straight yeah. away. Yeah, and people are going to want to go along too. Mm. But yeah, you said you will sell out if it's a if it's so well regarded. It will sell out. But so they can only make. But at the same, at the end of the day, they can only make so much beer, and mm. they can only bring so much beer. So but if you've uh, missed it, it's it's your problem, not the breweries. Oh, I would agree. Right, I mean, there is an element of planning, but some of today, I think for beer festivals, they're getting better at it. Because I think beer festivals are so popular. Yeah, I think they're having to get better at it. Yeah, to to plan for because there's so many breweries. Yeah, if you're a bit rubbish at your planning, you may not get invited. Yeah. You might only, in some consumers' eyes, you will maybe only get one chance, and some some consumers might go, "Well, you didn't even have enough to get through two days of a festival." If you want to be then you've got yeah. an issue. Yeah. You know, well, you can't organise a piss up in a brewery. <laughs> exactly. Apparently not. <laughs> that must be where it comes from. Some guy, oh man, I'm going to get that new beer. Oh sorry, he comes up to the tap. Sorry, mate, that lad just got it, and it's like Nelson in the Simpsons going <laughs> in the background, like, come on. Okay, so beer festivals are a good place to try new beers, and it's just good good business sense to put beers on when they're going to get sold and get the most exposure. Yeah, yeah that's their, yeah. That's their in, job, in, isn't it? In summary of those two points. Yeah. Um, let's go on to one that I know Martin's very, very passionate about, this one, um, and that's water stations oh, at beer yes. festivals. Oh, um, yes. I'm going to just rip the strip and let him go here on, on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I see uh, Alltech, first of all, congratulations. They have plenty of water stations and places to rinse your cup yeah. Yeah. as well, which is a real bugbear of mine, as much as the lack of water at Canberra beer festivals especially, because if you're having a range of beers, one of those will be a dark beer at some point, and that will always stay in the glass yeah. after it. And even if you don't, if you have a, you know, a decent IPA, it should still hold some of that in the glass along the side of it. So why not have somewhere you can rinse it? All wine festivals have glass rinsing stations and water. GBBF last year, they said they would have water. And when you ask someone, one person even passed a bottle of water he was drinking out of. Well, fuck Lovely. off with that. I'm not drinking your fucking manky water. Yeah. <laughs> it looks like he's got the black plague there. And it was Give warm. me some of that. Like the beer, it was warm at that point. It was yeah. 2 o'clock in the afternoon. But the, the I don't condensation know on the inside of the bottle as well is yeah. a good measure. I mean, nice. craft beer festivals in general, my experience That's has been, is now. usually water. There's usually water around. But is that a licensing thing? Is that like a planning thing? Because I'm pretty sure the events here, like even the RDS which is the other big festival that usually takes place in September, they have rinsing stations and free water. Every, like, they have two or three like of them. They should have it anyway. As they, a bare no, I, know, I, know they, I know they should have it, and I, I, I totally agree with you. But is it a case of they're trying to be a bit cheap and get around it by, oh, well, we don't have to have it. We should have it, but we don't have to have it. Well, for But you can buy it from the vendors. But you can buy it from the That's vendor yeah. who's, exactly who's, pay, who's paid paid like 1,500 quid to be here for yeah. four days. And it's £2 yeah. for a, bottle, a small bottle of water. Yeah. 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 Like, it doesn't encourage... It. Responsible drinking. No, it doesn't. I was going to say it, that that's what should be at the yeah. forefront, isn't yeah. it? Is that if if there's water in the place, and I'm the first to hold my hand up that say, even when there is water, I always forget to drink it. Oh no, I do. <laughs> but I, I absolutely and I absolutely should because it would help. It would certainly help with some of my I memories. Drank, I drank the morning last time I rinsed. You yeah. just rinsed, didn't you? I, I just rinsed last <laughs> night. I didn't drink any water. <laughs> no, water is a big thing for me at a festival as well. I yeah. have to. I have to be able to drink water. Yeah, but just keep it's important. You've got to stay hydrated as well. Even if you're not thinking about the very sensible attitude of saying I want to stay hydrated and all that kind of stuff yeah. and having a little break to taste the beers properly in between you want to be able to rinse out your mouth and your glass yeah 
Yeah, well, yeah. I, I had that yeah. last night going back to that um, strawberry milkshake. I had that was the first drink I had. And that took two rinses. Of and that it glass. took two rinses of glass to get rid of the smell of it because it was so strong. Yeah. And, and obviously, that because here we're drinking out of plastic cups. Yeah. And you had that last year also at one of the stouts you had. The the stout that was randled through coffee yes. beans that destroyed me yeah. for a whole evening. Yeah. Because <laughs> all I could taste was white coffee. sale. Yeah. White yeah. Hang. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, but I, that's I, down to the glassware though here because they're plastic it, it holds it doesn't it plastic's yeah. going to hold the aromas mm-hmm. and the flavours yeah. yeah. more, more than glass yeah. would but like I said it's, only, it's really only for me there's only one camera beer festival I've been to which had water and that was a Chelmsford summer one last year Yeah, they had freely available water so is it worse at camera festivals yes unequivocally yes I've written to them they printed, it, they printed the letter and they put an editor's note on there and I can't remember what the editor's note was but I wrote back and they didn't print it out okay. so I wasn't happy with the response they could get people to sponsor the water properly. You get, you, you you get, thought they so, get yeah. water at running events. Yeah. People yeah. have the stuff on the outside of the bottles. They don't. They, the organisers haven't bought all that water in themselves for the amount you use in like half marathon, ten k's. Can it be that hard to pipe up a tap? No. No. There's water. There, there's water in every facility. There's piping. There's plumbing. But even at, you say, I'm going to drop it again. You, you say at craft festivals, it's it's better. But even last year at Indie Man, we, we still had to ask if there was water. That, I was surprised um, at that last year. Indie yeah. Because I yeah, you, you bought available. a bottle. You bought a bo- You actually bought a bottle of water off them. And they got free refills. And then, and then they'd got, refill yeah, it for you. Yeah. Yeah. Joke. Yeah, you shouldn't yeah. have to go back to... No, no also, just put water stations around yeah. so people yeah. can... Yeah. Don't go, and also, all you're doing is creating a bottleneck. Yeah. So wasn't it the same place where you got your top-up tokens? It was, yeah. yeah. And, and it was the same and place. And the cloakroom. The cloakroom. Yeah. yeah. So it was everybody going in. Ooh, watery. <laughs> but the, the, like, there is no excuse for a festival that has indie man's reputation Not to be enough. seen to be stinging on the water. Yeah, yeah. yeah. like they especially, could, especially in older they could, bars. they could, they could actually hire for the day or for the days of the festival the the water carriers that have the twenty liter bottles in, yeah. like next door. Yeah, we're just pouring water now. Yeah, but that's but that's what thank you. But that's what they've got here. Is, isn't it? There are drinking stations downstairs where you can go and you can refill your glasses, and it's it's part of the festival it's just, setup. It's like the one. It's just like the the water. It's the water coolers you get at work. Yeah, that's all it is. It's not. It's no massive science behind it. No. And the um, the ones for rinsing is just yeah. a, it's just a, a pot of water, and it's just you do a foot pump for it. Well, we were actually going to buy a, a couple of bottles of water coming here, but then we remembered that they're actually quite good with the water stations here. So that's what pees me off. Like in the summer beer festival, I have to take a bag still. To a beer festival, a camera beer festival in the summer, purely because I want to bring some water with me. Joke. So the noise you just yeah. heard was us being poured water mm. um, because we've just uh, we've just finished <laughs> uh, a beer. Yeah, so we, we've, uh, we've been drinking the Fox's Rock IPA, which was new to me certainly. It's new to me, and Wayne, you were saying that this is actually an all-tech brew for all intents and yeah. purposes. Yeah. So you've probably seen in the fridge next door, they actually have the all tech beers with the A on them. They're brewed in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Foxes Rock, they, they bought Station Works Brewery, which also have a brewery in Cumberland. Um, and like they're, they're based in Newry, Northern Ireland. So um, they brew a number of brands there. Um, and yeah, it's it's been around for over a year now. And this is it's improved a fair bit. What, what did we uh, all think of it? I, I think it's really nice. It's it's five point two percent. I think it's really well balanced. A little bit more malt than some some IPAs you get these days, but in the right places. It's a nice balance of malt yeah. and hops in, in in there. Yeah, a little it's bit got of a nice flavour. Yeah, yeah, mine's uh, gone, So yeah, Great so, throw, throw in another bingo word. It's a gateway beer. It, it really is. It's it, yeah. it's it's a 
beer that you didn't give to someone who was maybe just starting, starting out, out yeah. on yeah. their but better Definitely. than some of the ones which you get with the label craft just stuck on it. Yeah, absolutely. And from what uh, you know, Wayne was saying, this is this has evolved a little bit as well. So they're obviously trying to hone the recipe as well. And yeah. I think it's quite quite good nick at the yeah. moment. I've I've really enjoyed drinking yeah. that. It was, yeah. very, it was very drinkable. Yeah, yeah like it's it's one you'd see in the in a, in a lot of supermarkets over here, um, and it may be in the four for ten euro kind of pile. That's not bad. Which, you know, yeah. if, if you're out and you think, ah, you know what, I see that's a new beer, I'll try that and give that a go. You don't feel too, and you know, 500ml bottles, we talked about that kind of before. It's it's better value for for your average punter. Yeah, yeah. four of those, I'd be happy with that. I'd, I'd be more than happy with four yeah. of those. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. So we've got one more discussion point uh, before we finish our half yeah. of, uh, of this collaboration. And I, I don't know whether this is something that's just seems to be a thing in the UK right now. Um, and that's discussion panels uh, at beer festivals. It, it seems to be, you at the moment in the UK, there's very much a trend of you can't have a beer festival unless there's a discussion panel oh, of, 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 of some sort. Is that... I'm not. I'm not sure how I feel about them. I mean, well, I, I am can, sure. I, I can live without it. I, I don't go to them because I think it actually wastes my time at the festival that I could be socialising or drinking or, or or doing something. But I know that some people do enjoy the discussion well, panels. The last two, we, I've, the the odd controversy has come out of them as well. I think you're just leaving yourself open to creating controversy at your own festival by having a discussion. By having panel. a discussion panel. Yeah. Yeah. I don't see the Because they had one, there was, there was a bit of controversy at Indian. There was. And there was, was controversy at Manchester. Yeah. They're the last two ones. Both for very different reasons. But very different reasons. Those, ram, not, those rambunctious gnarliness, huh? Yeah, I'm not saying right or wrong reasons, but the point is I think you're leaving yourself open <coughs> to not even having a discussion about beer sometimes. Well, yeah. I suppose it depends on the panellists and it depends on the subject of discussion. I personally couldn't give a fuck about a panel. I would go to listen to a brewer. Wayne, say what you mean. Now, come on. Get Sorry, Martin. Did, 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 did I not... Was, did I mumble? Did I mumble? Right? Like, I couldn't really give a bollocks, to be honest, because I don't primarily go to a beer festival or listen or be lectured at by people who think they know more than me about certain subjects. I'm educated enough to make up my own mind that I don't need to be force-fed someone's own prerogative. I will happily go to, if there is a brewery or a brewer there who's doing maybe tasting a guided tasting of their beers and might have brought that's one or two. Different. Yeah, that's, that's very different. different. But you're not getting someone standing on a pulpit kind of giving you a soapbox of this is what's right and this is what's wrong with the industry or this beer festival or this person. And you'll get, invariably, as, as we've seen, people's agendas can come to the fore. And it leads to people getting aggro. It leads to people falling out. I don't go to a beer festival to be walking on eggshells. I go to a beer festival to have a few beers, try some new beers, have a beer with my friend, friends. I have more than one friend. friend and friend, and friend. that's just how I feel about it, to be honest. Alltech started out, they did a joint um, trade event that ran alongside with Irish Pubs Global. So Irish Pubs Global are a global organization of people who... Um, it's people who basically own an Irish bar anywhere in the world, so Russia, wherever. And part of the event was trade, part of the event was the festival. And you did get them kind of panels, but they were aimed at professionals or people, mm. you know, how to make your pub more social media friendly and those kind of things where it's not necessarily... So a, a practical reason Yeah, for it's, it. it's not necessarily a panel discussion. It's, a flat, it's going to be a potential flashpoint that could 
create controversy and if I was organizing a beer festival, I probably wouldn't bother with that because you're just potentially creating a headache for yeah, yourself. That's well, I mean. well the, the other thing as well is you, you, you're putting a panel on, 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 say, in the middle of a Saturday afternoon at a beer festival where you've probably had some punters in since 11 o'clock. Well, I could go around. had a few. Yeah. And all of a sudden, people want to want to just have their own opinion on everything, and it can very easily turn into a, an argument. And I think, as you yeah. say, we've seen that recently with a couple of them. People like putting the Liverpool Man United game on at half five. <laughs> <laughs> we've all been in the pub since eleven. Yeah, but I think the other thing oh, is, is, um, is, is is trade sessions. That, I know it's not directly a, that thing, but trade sessions at beer festivals sometimes, especially when the public then are ousted for the trade session. Like the London Drinkers Festival. That's, yeah. Uh, it's a real bugbear. It's something I've not experienced because normally what? the trade festival is, is its own session or it's merged with a public session. Yeah, it's usually the first session. Yeah, yeah. they do it. So you, it opens at 12, the London Drinkers Festival, the Canberra one in, in Camden or King's Cross. And then at three o'clock, three till half four, something like that, the, the trade session. And so everyone else has to leave. <laughs> and it really fucked me off last year because I went over the road to have a bite to eat with some friends and I never got my mojo back. You You're just, just like, now nah, I want to go. Do you yeah. know yeah. who I am? Yeah. I've it's, got one uh, now. <laughs> on, on the whole... Um, but that, I think that's unusual, but I, I, that, thing should, that sort of thing shouldn't happen. Yeah. That shouldn't happen at the expense of punters. In, in these first no, five things anyway. that we've been discussing, on the whole... Camera have had a really bad time here, haven't they, from, from a UK I, point I, I of view? I would always call them out when they're, when they're bollocks. Yeah, we're lucky that's, we kind of don't have camera here. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's why I'm. Uh, that's why I'm quite, I like being a. Well, well, I think what I've happened? had experience. I've, I've had good experiences and bad experiences yeah. of, uh, of camera festivals, and um, you know, it, there is a, still a question there as to whether a camera festival in the middle of the summer is the best place to try and yeah. eat beer. Exactly, um, and, and, and the other thing is like the, ca- the camera thing. Lots of well-meaning volunteers, but you don't then get access to the brewers, and that's yeah. one of the good things about mm-hmm. the craft beer festival is that invariably most stands and bars. There is someone who who knows about the beer, either makes it themselves or is so close to the process they know about it or know about the history mm. of the brewery, rather than well-meaning volunteers. And that's so important. I think that's so important. At a it ma- it made I'd have made a lot last night. Yeah, for us, Pe- people buy off people ultimately. Even though everything is changing and we've been driven towards apps and banks that don't want people to come into them and stuff. Ultimately, I like to hear the story behind a beer if I can, and I will like if if I if I like what I'm hearing, I'm going to be like, oh yeah, yeah. Or even I'll, I'll keep an eye out for that guy because yeah. he's got a really interesting story. Exactly, exactly. I'd agree with that. But yeah, I think Canberra do a lot of stuff well then. But I still think they, 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 there's lots that's, of room for improvement. That's the same with any organisation. You always get the rough with the smooth. Yeah. yeah. And on that bombshell. On that note, um, I think we'll wrap up wrap our, our up half one. of this crossover. Um, obviously, make sure you tune in to. Uh, the Irish Beer Snob podcast to hear the rest of this discussion as, oh, no, as, as, as we finish it off. Uh, <laughs> there will be a link in our show notes to, to that second part as, as well, so you can link straight through to that. And if you don't already listen to the Irish Beer Snobs podcast, then shame, shame on, you. on you. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> because you should, um, because Wayne and Janice do a great job. Uh, and there's just this, you've got this, I'm going to say it in front of you, you've just got obviously got this natural connection. Of, of, of I'd be worried if we didn't, another. Steve. Yeah, yeah, but no, that, but it also comes across so well uh, uh, as well. Thank so, yeah. um, do enjoy listening to what you do. So it's been it's been an absolute pleasure uh, to record this with you, um, and I very much look forward to part two. And just to say that if anybody does still want to get involved in in this discussion, uh, just just tweet us your thoughts on on beer festivals. Use the hashtag opinions, uh, and we'll pick it up. And, and hopefully, you're featuring now you a, a future letters section. <laughs> Angry letters are tweets to the editor. Yeah. <laughs> so.
Cheers, guys. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers. So we're here at All Tech, and we're uh, still enjoying some beers. Yep. And we are really pleased to have Garode Cahill with us. Um, who is the... Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you tell us what, what, what you do rather than us try and explain it? Delighted to be here, first and foremost. Uh, I, I work for Altec. I'm their Director of Brewing Science, which is a great title. Uh, for the competition here, I was the head judge uh, for the entire uh, Dublin Cup competition, which was for beers, craft beers and also for craft cider. Uh, as head judge, what my role is, is to uh, recruit... Uh, and uh, uh, I have recruited 28 judges, uh, and I'll explain what, what they do and the calibre of people we're talking about. Um, myself and my team in Altec in Dunboyne, we took in all of the 400 samples from around the world. We separate them into categories and subcategories. So f- this year, for example, we had an IPA category, but we also broke it down into double IPAs, into session IPAs, which are now becoming really popular. And so we had a, a suite of uh, categories uh, so that we can present them to the judges and they know, OK, double IPA, I should be expecting this, this and this. We code them all appropriately. And then our big job is on Monday and Tuesday of this week, we presented all of those beers anonymously to our tables of judges Um, and they have to rate those and I'll go through the rating of that so my job as head judge unfortunately I don't get to taste all of the 400 beers Uh, I perks then (laughs) well I did get to uh, taste and adjudicate on some of the I'll call them controversial beers but where you have a beer that is sold as an IPA but actually it may be more like uh, an ale, a really good ale, uh, the judges will look for guidance from me to say, am I rating this as an IPA or as an ale? Mm. I will go back, scrutinise uh, the label, the way it's presented, scrut- do some background checks on the beer. And if it's an IPA, you measure it as an IPA. Uh, and some of the feedback that some of our contestants will get is, OK, say you got uh, a bronze or no medal as an IPA, but if you redefine or re advertise that beer as a red ale or something of that ilk um, actually it stands out much better so what we want to do is to make sure that uh, the beers that we're assessing here are assessed as they're presented to the consumer so an IPA is an IPA is an IPA we need to make sure then that we have the right hop nose we have the right depth of bitterness and the right full impact Um, so that's part of my job so I do get to taste some of the samples uh, usually the quasi controversial ones I guide the judges along uh, and then what I have and what we had in Dunboyne was we had six tables of judges each with four to five judges on each table and each table will taste an individual beer my job is to watch the performance of the judges and a beer that's tasted on table one I will take some of those beers and retest them on table three or table six and I'm looking for consistency between tables and that's one of the key roles I have and I have to say the judges I have uh, in our portfolio uh, are really really impressive and I'll talk a little bit about the caliber of those so my job is to make sure that the beers are presented as fairly as possible to the uh, judges so that they're as informed as they can be without knowing the brand, the origin in terms of the country or the brewer. Um, And then they will adjudicate on the beers. And then I ensure that we have quality and consistency. Um, The judges will then award gold, silver and bronze based on the quality of that beer 
and it's only competing against itself. We don't say we have 10 gold medals and 20 mm. silver. Uh, we say if the beer has no major faults, uh, maybe one minor fault at a low level, but the rest of the beer is in balance, it may be in line for a bronze. If there's absolutely no minors and no major faults, but it has a um, typical characteristics of the beer, some of them in abundance, maybe some of them a bit lacking, then that's into silver territory. And what we're looking for is in a gold medal, absolutely no minor or major faults and that the positive characteristics of the beer are in abundance but also perfectly in balance. Um, and what we find is if you look at our 400 beers this year, uh, 100 got bronze medals, 64, 68 got silver medals and we had 16 with gold. So straight away half of the entrants won't get a medal at all. So we have a very discerning panel of judges and they do a great job. So that's my job uh, as, mm -hmm. as the head judge. If we look then at the judges, I'm really fortunate that I have a great pool of judges that I can pick from. Um, I'm looking for about 25 to 30 judges every year. So if anybody's interested, please contact me. Uh, you might regret saying that on yeah. the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Send your application on a 50 euro note and it will be gra gracefully considered. So with my judges, I have a great mix of judges. What I have is I have some who are narrowed and wily brewers of 20 to 30 to 35 years experience they will have been in the brewing industry for a hell of a long time they will know their beer flavors but also they will have been exposed to a wide range of beers and they will have been formally trained through the institute of brewing or other people as well so their knowledge of say for example um if i have an ale brewer uh, the calibre of people I have, they will be excellent in lagers, they will be excellent in wheat beers, they'll be excellent in stouts. That's the calibre of people I have. So that's one subset is, uh, shall we say, the more um, uh, mature or senior, senior type brewers that we have. We also then have, uh, and I've been quite particular on this, I've actually taken in quite a range of craft brewers also. Uh, they generally tend to be younger. Um, they are trained tasters also in terms of various qualifications that can be achieved. Um, and they can be right up to date in terms of what's current. So IPAs, subsets of IPAs, all of these Vit beers and so forth. And, and the, the marriage of the two of those are, are, is actually excellent. And the discussions at the tables is very impressive. Um, I also have, and I'm lucky to have, a number of fully qualified beer sommeliers. So these people are not necessarily from a, a brewing industry background, but they are interested in it. They're looking at it from the, the beer side or the food side. And they are highly trained then in terms of different beer categories, the key building blocks of them, all of the negative attributes of beer when it's not good. Um, and they would concentrate a lot on also beer pairings in terms of food. Uh, so uh, I have a nice mix there. So this year I was lucky enough to have 28 judges. I see no uh, enthusiastic amateurs like ourselves then. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And that's it. Uh, so if, if you fit into one of those categories, please contact no, me. I'm not seeing, but I don't at the moment. Yeah, yeah. So the judging process then, uh, we uh, look at our beers uh, from a number of different aspects. First of all, we look at the appearance of the beer. Uh, has it got, is it well carbonated? Is it meant to be carbonated highly? Uh, has it got a nice frothy head? Has it got any head at all? Uh, has it got a, a tight, silky head, depending on the type of beer you're looking at? Also, the colour. Uh, is it typical of, so if you're looking at a red ale, are you getting that fantastic? brilliant red colour if it's a lovely golden lager are you getting that uh, we're then looking at the um, 
clarity of the beer. And this is something that the, the craft industry has really shaken up. Uh, in the mainstream beers, it must be bright, 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 bright. Uh, but if you look at, say, an IPA, uh, some IPAs that are very bright, it's great. Uh, you'll say, right, so long as you have the flavor. But in some cases, making an IPA extremely bright can actually take away some of the flavor. So it may be that some of the beers are cloudy, some of them may be bottle conditioned, they will lose absolutely no marks for that. So that's just looking at it. Before they even taste it, they've already attributed some scores. Then we're into the aroma of the beer. Um, depending on the beer type, are we seeing signature hop notes in that? So if we look at IPA, are we getting uh, top notes of uh, uh, various uh, aroma hop types? Are we getting ester notes coming from the yeast? Uh, and are we getting a, a sweetness impression coming from the malt? Some beers are hop-led in terms of the hop signature is very strong in the nose. Some are malt-led so that they actually get a malty, biscuity nose and that the hop is in the bitterness rather than in the aroma. Uh, and then finally, they start to taste it. So we've already attributed quite an amount of marks for, before we even get near the beer. Then in terms of the, the beer taste itself, you're looking at simple things like, uh, to start with, uh, body and mouthfeel. Is it like a thin pilsner that's refreshing and clean and, and cuts the thirst? Or is it something that has body, uh, clings, um, and sort of has more substance to it, which would be classic of some ales or some porters or stouts? Um, then we're talking about things like uh, that are hop-led on the bitterness, the actual bitterness, which is perceived at the back of the tongue and the throat. So that's why you have to drink the beer rather than just sip it and spit it out, which is normal in wine and tea. Um, but So we have to drink the beer. That's just one of the rules. Uh, and then... Job, but someone's got to do it. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. And then we're into the uh, the other flavours as well. So we're looking at what has the raw materials contributed. So is it something from an ale malt or a lager malt? Are there speciality crystal malts in there? Dark malts, roasted malts, roasted barley's. Is there wheat in there as well? So all the cereal side contributes a certain amount of flavour and body. What has the yeast done? If the yeast is well managed and loved, and I'm a big fan of proper yeast management, um, uh, you're getting nice uh, esters coming from the yeast. Some yeast produce lots of esters appropriate for the beer and others don't. Uh, sometimes you get sulfury notes coming off the yeast as well. So uh, if your yeast is loved, you'll get all these nice positive flavours. If it's abused and given a hard life, you'll get this yeast bite, yeast autolysis, where the yeast starts to break down. It's not particularly nice and shortens the shelf life of the beer. Um, and then we're into the uh, residual sweetness from the malt. So if yeast are sugars that the yeast could not metabolize, break down into alcohol. Uh, you want that left behind for body, but also for residual sweetness. So the brewer's challenge is when they're developing the recipe is have the right balance in marriage between these conflicting flavors. So you have the bitterness of the hops, you have the sweetness of the malt, you have uh, you can have a dryness and astringency coming from the beer in terms of a, a, a sort of the hops or the raw materials. So if you have a roast barley or roast malt in there, you get cindery dryness. Uh, so then you're talking about lovely esters coming from the yeast to counteract that, uh, and you're also talking about fruity uh, citrusy notes coming from the hops. So if you want to get a really complex flavor, you need to dial up all of those so that it's it's very rich and con the, the conflicting flavours start to marriage each other out. Uh, and you could say, well, why would I put in so much bitterness? Why don't I just dial that down? If you dial them all down, you will get this, you will get a balance, but it will be incredibly bland. So the, the risk for the brewer is build up all of these building blocks so that it's a full, complex flavour, but actually um, 
if you get it out of balance it will be too sweet too bittery too roast so it'll hit you hard if you get it wrong but to get a fully full flavored complex beer you need to have the the bravery and, and test and trial and trial to build up these and keep them nicely in balance as you build up that the, the full flavor of it so that's what our judges do and not everyone is a judge and there is a huge difference between drinking beer and tasting beer but I can assure you from first-hand experience this year and other years, our judges also enjoy drinking a beer on occasion <laughs> with responsibility. I mean, it's, that's a fantastic insight into, into the world of, of, of beer judging. Yeah, definitely. And it's very rare that you and I are this quiet for this long Yeah. Um, because that has, been, that has been so interesting. Um, we're really grateful for, for you giving up your, your time for us. We know you've got to get off and, and do a tasting now, which which we're coming into as well. So based on what we've just heard there, we're really looking forward for the, to, to the tasting. But but thanks for your time, really appreciate yeah, it. Delighted to speak with you yeah. both, and thanks very much. Thanks for your interest. Cheers.